Hello, MG Squad. My name is Alan, aka Chief Procrastinator 3000, and I am today's host. Hopefully, everyone is staying inside. Welcome to season two. Today, we'll be talking to Evelyn Mayo, founder of Phase Innovate, a not for profit organization dedicated to bringing the gender and race gap in STEM and winner of the Technovation Goals with her app, Memory Haven. We'll also be going over what we, the MG crew, have been doing since you last heard slash saw from us, and also giving you some gaming news. But first, let's start by introducing ourselves in case this is your first time listening. Let's start with the big boss lady, Anzi. Hello, my name is Creatively Anzi or Annabelle. I'm the founder of Merlin Gamers. Nice to meet everyone. Hi, I'm Laura and I work alongside Donwin here to help produce marketing assets and also provide marketing guidance for MG. Hello, I am Donovan, and I am the creative producer over at Melanin Gamers. I make the flashy stuff you see online, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the crew that we've got repping right now, but right now I want to also introduce our guest for today. Like I said before, her name is Evelyn. Evelyn, Nemeo, it's so nice to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to the chat. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so let's get on to the gaming news of the world. So... This is for everybody in the um, in the podcast right now, but I don't know if you guys have heard, but the trailer for Black Adam has just dropped, and it looks lit. I mean, it's coming out July 29th, 2020, um, 20, 2022, but this is the second time it's been pushed back, so therefore we have to play this one by ear. But it's been confirmed that they've got Pierce Brosman that's joining the cast as um, Dr. Fate, so it looks kind of lit. I know Annabelle's a DC tryhard, uh, and die <laughs> by it so i know he's definitely got something to say so annabelle go on i'm already going to be pre-ordering my ticket to the cinema hopefully <laughs> it will be in the cinema by the time it drops i am so glad and i think the casting is absolutely pitch perfect i honestly there's no bad words will be heard from me on this film before watching it and after <laughs> quite I... literally the definition of a diehard fan sorry laura you were saying no, it's fine. I actually don't know too much about this one, um, but it's, do you know what? I'm excited just to be able to go out to the cinema again, hopefully, and watch something new. So if this is one to watch, then yeah, awesome. Yeah, fair enough. Basically, a quick cap is that Black Adam is basically the antagonist to Shazam in the oh. DC universe. So yeah, so it's going to be um going to be lit, basically. It's got Dwayne The Rock playing Black Adam. Okay, sorry. I'm pretty sold, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. I'm there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Okay, on to the next piece of gaming news would be the two games that are going to be releasing soon, which is Outriders that comes out on the 1st of April and also World Domination 2, which is coming out on the 30th of uh, March, I believe. So for me personally, the sleeper hit is going to be World Domination 2. And I'm, okay, I need to sell this game to you guys because it's such a sleeper. But basically, if you've watched Despicable Me, that's basically what you do. You're an evil genius bent on destroying the world. And that's basically what you do. It's a base builder. It's just so much fun. You guys need to buy it. It's such a sleeper. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So if there's anything you guys need to Any questions whatsoever about this game, you let me know now. And I'll just fill you in because I need to sell this. But <clears throat> moving on. Um, Sony next in the next piece of gaming news, Sony has released the new the next set of games that will be coming out for the their Play at Home initiative, 
2021. The sleeper in this one, the one everybody's basically waiting for is Horizon Zero Dawn, which was mm. a massive hit, I think, in 2017. Basically, everybody fell in love with the main character, Aloy. Game, gameplay was great. Everything was great about it. I, for one, can't wait. It's going to be released, I believe, in April 19th is when they're going to release it. It's going to be free to play. So even if you don't have PlayStation Plus, everybody who has a PlayStation can get it. The gist of it is going to be out there for everybody. But in case you guys don't know, Ratchet and Clank has also been free, but it's the the time is going to elapse. So we have mm-hmm. to, if you want it, get it. Because mm-hmm. when March 31st rolls around, it's going to be too late. I, you know what? I was super surprised you didn't open with that because I know you're such a fan <laughs> of the series. So when you said Horizon, I was like, oh, really? Ratchet and oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'm not worried. Way ahead. Way ahead. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm not worried. What? No, no, no. me. But oh, yeah. That sounds so... awesome, though. They've really mm. released some good stuff for completely mm-hmm. free. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm going to be right in queue for that one. And then in the next piece of gaming news, I'm not giving up on Cyberpunk, even though everybody oh, has. I'm me. not giving up. Dear me. <laughs> it's going to be 20, It's going to be 2777 when it's finished. Man. It's <laughs> over. Let That's it go. True. You've been waiting to say that one, haven't you, Donovan? <laughs> it was worth the wait, I might be a little bit solid, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I do you know what I hope for the best I really do but I ain't got much hope I think you kind of just got jumper cables on this on, on this but I don't think it's going to do much I really don't don't <laughs> jumper that. cables I just realized what you put like that <laughs> that's disrespectful that's what Laura's trying to say onto the piece of news they've actually released a patch update with no confirmed date, but still a patch that will be released soon. That's what they say. CD Projekt is going to release it soon. And it's basically addressing a lot of the mishaps. Mishaps is a way to say it. You know me and my euphemisms, but anyway. (laughs) I'm not giving up. I refuse. I waited eight years. I admire it. I admire it. I I keep the faith. I hope uh, it will prove you right. That is all I have left. Anyway. Um, but yeah, let's um, move on to our next segment, which is the activities of the week. What has everybody been doing? Aside from waiting for World Domination 2 to drop, I've been like, going through the backlog of all my games. So I'm currently playing Creed Valhalla. Oh, cool. And it's just, it's, I've got my own issues about the game. It just doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed anymore. I it remember hurts. we oh. talked about this. Yeah. I, I just, no. It just doesn't feel like it's created anymore. And that's the thing. It's a bit of a swallow because the game itself is really, really good. But I'm like, just if, if, this, if this is the kind of idea that you have for the game, like, just put it under another umbrella and it will sell. Yeah, make a new one. Yeah, don't call it Assassin's Creed because when I'm doing Assassin's Creed, I want to be in a hood killing people. I don't want to be a Viking. That's the exact opposite. But, you know, that's but just I'm kind of... I'm kind of surprised you're able to say this without Annabelle um, mm. making some pretty, some some pretty, uh, pretty bad nice. threats against you. I, think. I love Assassin's Creed, and it's the best. I can feel the best. I I will have no words said against Assassin's Creed. I do agree that maybe they should branch out in terms of expanding the Assassin's Creed universe. Oh. And what? more games from Assassin's Creed was fine by me. But there's the stealthier side of things where you're actually an assassin and games from the world of Assassin's Creed. 
And I feel like Valhalla is more of a game that is of the world of Assassin's Creed as opposed to an Assassin's Creed game because and this isn't a spoiler because you find out almost immediately. You're not you're not an assassin. You're not actually an assassin. You're working with the assassins. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't call this an Assassin's Creed game because you're not what? an assassin in the game. You're not an assassin in the game. You're working I, with I hear you right. Did I I still love it. Right? I bought it and I will buy the next game. But I think that in terms of longevity and staying true to the story, they should maybe branch out into worlds of Assassin's Creed and then strictly have assassins in the Assassin's Creed title. That's just my two pence. Dude, that's, that's my ears deceive me. Is this that, means more Assassin's Creed games, so I'm here for Is it. this a, a criticism of the all-powerful Assassin's Creed coming it's a critique. from Alibald's lips? It's a critique. What? It's, it's, it's a critique. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Anyway, so Annabelle, what have you been doing of your week? Um, obviously, I mean, I really don't have to mention this, but the Snyder Cut was released, and rewatching that beautiful masterpiece—I don't oh. even want to call it a film. It was a move. It it was a movement. It was an event. It's beautiful, and it's also available in black and white. So, people, please watch that. <laughs> Honestly, one of the amount of people I've gotten to watch this film, it's crazy. It's perfect. And it's just one word for it is redemption. Like mm. redemption oh, yeah. for all the DC stands out there. People were telling us, what is this? We knew from the comic lore that there was amazing stories. And I'm so glad Zack Snyder led us to the promised land. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a dramatic Jeez. statement right there. The promised land, you know. <laughs> wow. I think I'll have to give it a watch based on that. But um, how long is this thing? Is it like four hours or something? Four amazing how... hours. And oh, four and I've rewatched it, so I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. Oh. Seriously, is there like a, uh, what do you call it, an interlobe in the middle where you can go and use the toilet? Because I can't sit for four no. hours. You know what it, I mean? It's, it's, it's like Tarantino over Zack Snyder, you will. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah, that would be on Andy's energy. Don't be on Andy's energy. There are <laughs> different parts to it, so you can pause it and then even come back to it. But I obviously recommend sitting down and watching all of it at once, but that's because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm a nerd. I'm proud. So I, that's why I came in with that kind of expectation. <laughs> so I was ready. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Maybe what I'll... happened after you watched that film, Alan? Sorry. Uh, just, I just want the audience to know what you said when I asked you. I said, you humble? Okay. What, what, what was what? that? What, what, what? You need to let this go. What I said was that it's redemption because <laughs> we all know how dangerous the um, Batman vs. Superman. Why did you say that name? Who's Martha? We all know. Hey, how hey, hey, hey. I said, what do you like about this film? Hey. Yeah, so stop. Right Before here. this descends into absolute anarchy, maybe we should possibly push that to yeah. the side because <laughs> I do want to have a longer conversation about this once me and Donovan have got the chance to see mm-hmm. it. Because I don't think you're going to like whatever we're going to say about it. Oh, no, you'll love it. You'll love it. Trust, trust we'll me. We'll see. But yeah, how about you, Laura? Um, well, me and Don have been kind of up, being up to the same thing. We are continuing almost our year-long obsession with Final Fantasy XIV Online, yeah. which is a fantastic MMO. And it's kind of really been our way of like staying in touch with some friends across yeah, the pond. It's, it's so weird. You know, we've, we've come from a background of playing compet games and putting it down and trying our first MMO mm-hmm. and just getting back to 
it's weird. We're getting back to meeting people online. And being nice to being people nice online. Being nice to people online. Just literally times we just go see somebody, sit down on the bench and talk to them. It's a weird mm. pseudo world that we're living in right now. So yes. why not use a video game to, to try Indeed. and live sort of thing. But yeah, it's uh, it's mm. been a, a big dive into our, our, our time, but it's been quite nice just to see other people yeah. and yeah. You know, kill mythical beings and whatnot. You know, the standard. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, committing murder. But yeah, yeah. what brings <laughs> us together? But funny enough, actually, the World Health Organization came forward and said that video games are actually good for you. Hey, finally confirming what we all know. Exactly. So us gamers are like, yeah, okay, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, water's wet as well. But (laughs) But hey, progress is progress. Even if if it's a wider organization, finally acknowledging the fact that the thing that we love and spend our time on might be good for us, then do you know what? It's wider acceptance, and that's something I'm here for, so... Water is wet, but at least y'all are starting to see that. Mm. Is water wet? Not I just. Think about it. <laughs> but anyway, let's not get um, sidetracked. But um, let's get into the main dish and the main event of this. As you know, MG is dedicated to increasing diversity and inclusion. In addition to all that we do to make this happen, we will also be conducting a series of interviews various color and games in the show to highlight and promote in layman's terms, basically talking visual, personifies the value. Today we have Evelyn Nemeo, a Nigerian Irish full stack web developer and founder of Phase in a, a not-for-profit organization dedicated to bridging the gender and race in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. In welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So could you tell us a bit about yourself? Well, um, <laughs> I've been in the academic industry for for quite a while, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I've also uh, been in the tech industry as well. So all along, I've always been the elephant in the room. And for instance, in when I was doing my undergraduate degree, even postgraduate degree, I was the only woman in most of the classes. You know, and in some cases where um, we had other females, I would be the only black woman, you know. And of course, there was a lot of prejudice in terms of, um, oh, can she do it? Can she not do it? They've not seen somebody like this and all that. And there was this particular um, module that I took. I think it was a psychology module in one of um, the, the courses that I was undertaking at one point in time. And the professor actually deduced something. And he said, when you have more, more things or more people in a particular industry, it becomes the norm. It's no longer strange. It reduces prejudice. And it just down on me, you know, because that's the way I've been feeling. Like, oh, yeah, I'm always standing out wherever I am. So how can we get more people? Now, in Ireland, you have very few Black people in the tech space. I don't know of the UK or for you know in some other um, um, countries, but I'm just specifically talking about Ireland now. Sure. And um, so that was a push. There was one particular incident when I had to present. You know, I think it was an iOS development um, and class. It was one of the master's program that I was doing. And I were asked to present. I was again. I was the only woman in the class. You see, the older guys, they did their presentation and all the, the professor was smiling and happy. Yeah. But when it came to my tone, when I was presenting, I could see his, 
I could, I could see his doubt. It was like, did you do this yourself? You know, he kept asking me questions that he never asked the boys. And in fact, he was having fun with the boys, you know. But luckily for me, I was able to answer all his questions correctly. You know, so I, I felt bad and I just felt enough of this feeling bad. I should do something about this. I should do something about it. So at the end of that program, I just decided one summer, this would have been three years ago. And I said, listen, I'm going to start this this um, club to get more girls to get into this space, women of color to be specific. You know, of course, uh, I started with young girls. I started with young girls because I, f- I felt, you know, they are in that stage where you can actually catch them. They've not made up their minds what they want to do. So I just yeah. felt it was a good thing do right so um so so basically that was the 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 reason i decided to to set up um phasing of eight and so far so good i would say so yeah (laughs) there was there's several things i wanted to talk about um when what you just said you said firstly you said luckily for you that you managed to answer everything right i think that it wasn't luck you knew your stuff so and he tried to question he tried to test you and failed but that's just that's just my take on it um secondly yeah, i used the word lucky yeah. <laughs> imagine i didn't know it yeah. <laughs> i didn't know it, then you would, would have gone oh yeah 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 you see mm. i said it do you know what i mean so i just used the word well thank god i i, I knew what he was asking yeah <laughs> but it's it's in two parts because there's the he was asking you in to try and confirm his own bias which is did you really do this work yourself? Is it was it really you? Whereas, on the when it was the boys' turn, he automatically just assumed that oh, this is definitely their work, and there was a higher standard that he held you to, just mm-hmm. because of the way you looked. And Annabelle's also spoken about this quite often. Where when we get to these kind of spaces, we are often have to go above and beyond just to be accepted so we have to be basically like genius level kind of intelligence just to have an equal playing field equal footing absolutely so yeah um but yeah that's what, how i interpreted what you were and he also speaks by it yeah i just want to second what you said um alan in terms of um also us even calling it luck it's you being there you already knew what you were going to be talking about and the fact that he was calling up upon you and it's just like when you tell someone you're a gamer and then they want you to list like the developer, the characters, the illustrator, the, they're, list, they're asking you things that anybody else probably wouldn't even know. They might not even know the answers to some of those questions, but because your presence there is to them alien or foreign. And so if you are there, you have to prove that you're worthy of being in that space. Absolutely. Mm. And then at times that could be heartbreaking, you know, even though uh, we try to feel strong. Um, and uh, yeah, because I, I remember after the presentation, I went straight to the lecture and I said, why did you do that to me? Why did you not ask the guys? You know, and it felt like it, it felt I was confrontational, but I actually wanted to. I did it in a quiet way. I said, I, 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 I actually wanted to um, make sure that he knew I knew what he was doing, mm. you know. And um, yeah, but again, when I got home, I, I felt it. I felt it. That was the turning point to say, listen, enough of feeling this way. And um, what can I do? I know, I know the little I've been doing so far 
it's not a wall. It's not enough to completely change the world within a, a year or two. But I just feel, I mean, it's a starting point. I've started it. You know, I am actually even people that I mentor, I'm getting tem- them to be mentors as well. You know, so we're spreading our tentacles. And before you know it, it's no longer a strange thing to have a black woman in the tech space, at least in Ireland. Exactly. I think that's exactly right. And I I actually think what you're saying, it makes sense in terms of if everyone did their small little part, the world, that's how we change everything. If everyone was like, affect one person, affect one person, affect one person, that's generally how we can change things globally. So you're not saying, even if you think you're doing a little bit, you must be doing something like correct because you've, you've mentored people and now they can mentor other people, you know? So that's mm-hmm. all paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> You applied for the, you sent in 14. Okay, just to give a little context, Technovation Girls, it's, it, it basically equips young women um, aged 10 to 18 to become tech entrepreneurs and leaders with the support of um, volunteer mentors and then girls working teams to code mobile apps that address real world problems. So as I understand it, you sent in four teams and I'm not, you sent in six, I think it was 18. Four teams made it to the semifinals, and then one team, um, three Nigerian-Irish teenage girls, secured a place in the senior division um, after creating an app called Memory Haven. So what exactly was the, what is Memory Haven, and what was the inspiration behind building this app? All right. Thanks for the question. (laughs) Um, As a matter of fact, um, um, I prepared seven teams for the competition last year. Mm-hmm. And one of the team obviously didn't finish their work, so I wouldn't even consider that. But all six teams that um, I mentored, they actually got to the semifinals, which is the top 100 mm-hmm. in the world. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, when I say top 100, they were actually um, 5,400 5, girls participated across the globe you know so um you have to be in the top 100 to get to the semi-finals so yeah yeah, so all six teams got there and finally um memory heaven um won the the challenge now what is memory heaven memory heaven basically is an app that supports people that live with dementia Mm -hmm. you know um um of course the people that live with dementia they have symptoms like forgetfulness you know, they have um, memory impairment, loss of sense of direction, confusion, difficulty taking care of themselves. And the inspiration was actually from my mom who died last year as well. And, you know, so in the past, I've always, you know, when when she 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 got sick and it was painful to to watch her deteriorate. You know, my mom used to be a very strong woman. You know, she will be at the middle of everything, a decision maker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you, when you have such ailment, when you don't even remember what's going on, you when you when she sees me at times, you're like, she wouldn't even recognize me. Um, and that was painful, you know, to watch. So I um, so when this opportunity came, I just said, listen, so I got the girls together. I said, let's let's deal with this. Let's see how we can we can create an app to support um, people in this space. It was while we were even doing the app or creating the app, my mom died. 
you know so um yeah so that was the inspiration and i learned so much so much you know uh, while we were putting the app together because we had to research we had to we had to um interview experts and and all that so i and i thought i wish i could turn back the hands of the clock when my mom was still around i could have done things differently you know so um so some of the things that we found out while we were interviewing um professionals or experts um obviously we incorporated them in the season and i wish i knew that so that i would have been able to support my mom very well yeah. for instance um you know there are times you will you know, she would be like anxious and, you know, she would, she would do stuff that she's not supposed to do. I would be angry with her mom, stop. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is the normal, this is the symptom. Do you know? Yeah. So and there's a way to treat such people when they, are, when they are in that space or when they are feeling that way. But we didn't know how to do it. We didn't know how to support our mom, yeah. you know. So those are some of the things that you have in the app as well, besides the AI moves and all that that you could use. But we also have information sessions where um, people can learn, families can even learn how to support people that live with dementia. Well, I can now, I can definitely understand why you won because that, um, I'm sorry, I'm just, um, that was I amazing. I, I, I completely understand that. I don't want to cut you off, Alan, but what you're saying, and like it comes from a very passionate and personal place. I think that's what Alan is trying to say. And yeah. our um, Gigi, our great grandma, she also had dementia, and it's mm-hmm. it, we understand. Um, obviously, it's your mum, so that's a much closer connection, but how sometimes you don't understand, you get frustrated with the person, you don't yeah. know how to act because you remember what how they're supposed to be almost and now that they're this person and it's just i can really relate to that sort of frustration yeah absolutely difficult yeah and and that's what that's what i do with my girls the girls that i mentor i do not just tell them i do not train them i don't ask them to come up with any projects to just think about i want them to have a personal connection because it's when you have a personal connection that is when you can actually put your heart into it and you can deliver it so that whoever is listening or watching your video will connect with you so it's so important that when you are even getting into a business or whatever you're trying to do have some personal connection that is where you when you will excel in it so that's my philosophy about you know any type of project that i get into basically yeah, there's definitely an element. You need the passion and the drive to to succeed in not even just in just in STEM environment, just in any kind of goal that you set for yourself. You need to have that do it absolutely and to absolutely. drive it. So that's that's not just a STEM kind of philosophy. That's a a way of General. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of difficulties did you face during the competition? Okay, <laughs> so um, okay, I, I got into technovation two years ago when I. You know, because of this COVID, at times I miss one year. When is two years ago? 2018, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> the, the first time, obviously, the way Technovision works is that you, you, you know, within the country that you are in, you have what we call um, kind of like a, a pre-qualification to get you into the the global pool before you're selected to. And to be judged by people from different parts of the world. So internally, the first year that we did it, and um, for some reason, even though I knew my girls had um, 
um, they had some good projects, but for some reason they did not allow them to represent Ireland. In my in my opinion, because some some judges were like, why why didn't they choose this? Because it's 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 not just me alone that that do this in Ireland. We have some other groups, you know. So they have to select the best to represent the country. Does that make sense? You know. So um, so the first year we didn't do that. I mean, we were not selected, um, and that was painful because we you know our project was so. It was so obvious that our project was uh, was good, but it wasn't selected. Uh, but last year, because it was COVID, it now went online, you know. So there was no preliminary. So they, they didn't have to choose us in Ireland. So it was the global, the, you know, people from different parts of the world that selected who will represent the country. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, a positive for us that we did not, they didn't shut us down, you know, they, they allowed us to represent Ireland. You could actually even see it because when we won, we faced a lot of um, racist slurs from people. They say we're, we're black, we're not mm. Irish, are we representing the country, you know. But of course, there were lots of good people as well, you know, they were, you know. But, but you know the way the black, the, the, um, the bad things always stick to your head. What they said, yeah. you know, monkeys, and you know. Mm. Oh, and wow. I remember, I remember one one guy. He, you know the way the Irish dance, the girls dancing. You know, she, he brought a picture of Irish dancers. Irish, what do they call the Irish dance again? You know, you Irish, know the Irish dance, <laughs> right? So they now put our faces inside the Irish and Irish girls the black faces <laughs> and they're like oh, oh yeah can you tell can you these are nigerian girls you're not irish you know so there, there were loads of stuff going on out there so i would say um the difficulty we faced that period actually would have been okay we're doing it online but at the same time it became a plus because within it was a, we were selected from the global pool not locally yeah there's several things I actually want to break down from the from what you just gave us. The, so do you feel like there was an element of gatekeeping, like when it came to the pre, yeah. um, preliminary selection? Like they Absolutely. specifically... Mm-hmm. Pardon? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I do, you know, um, uh, because you see, I, I was running a smaller community where lots of white girls that were part of it, mm-hmm. you know, um when we're doing the local ones, you know, that was um, two years ago, you know, so they would have preferred them to be, to represent Ireland as opposed to the black girls. But um, because we, um, we, I mean, like I said, we're selected from the global pool, you know, that, that made us to me, that made all my teams go to the finals. So I, I I feel, I think so. I might be wrong, but I just feel it. I feel so. Well, I don't want to actually, yeah, I'm going to point fingers. Yeah, basically, because it's, it's outrageous that how can seven of the teams that you had go all the way to the semifinal, but then each of them were also shut down gate. That speaks volume to the kind of mentality that these people can have, where even if it is for the benefit of Ireland, they'd rather, they'd rather lose. That's sad, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Oh, but, 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 but like I said, to be fair, when we won, there were loads of good people that, you know, they were, they were happy. You know, we have loads of Irish people that are very good as well. It's just that we still have the naughty ones to, mm. and it's in all, every part of the world, to be honest. Mm. Well, there's, we do get some um, sentiments and elements in, also in Britain as well, where if, we, if you're not Caucasian, that if I were to say that, oh, I come from 
Britain, I get the I either get the soft um approach, which is, oh, where are you really from? Or where's your parents from? And it's yeah. like oh, that, no. that kind of coded language where it's like mm. they like you're not really British, where are you actually from? And then obviously you can get the hard liners where it's like, you're not British, where are you actually from? Britain is for us. And you get that kind of hard stance. So mm-hmm. I can I'm fully aware of the kind of comments, yeah. easiest way I can put it, and mm. kind of abuse that you face. But, um, but, but, but you know what? You know, when when people actually ask me that question, funny enough, I actually do not feel that they were... It depends on how you say it. Because a lot of people could genuinely just want to know where you are originally from. I could be curious as well. You know, if I see an Asian person and probably speaking, you know, Irish accent and all that, you know, I'll be, I'll be keen. I'll be, oh, where is that? I, I think that's a natural uh, way to think. Um, it just depends on why the person is asking that question. Question. At times, you know, you know the, the one that's trying to bring you down, you know, trying to find out where you're from because mm-hmm. they want to laugh at you. But majority of people would ask you because they genuinely want to know where you're really from. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I was born in Ireland. I, I came to Ireland. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I was born in Nigeria. I'm a Nigerian. But of course, I've lived in Ireland for, for quite a while now, you know, but I have my kids in Ireland. Um, but, um, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't phase me, to be honest with you, you know, it doesn't phase me. But I do know that some, some of these questions, they have uh, undertones. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. It can be, um, like, being British isn't where I'm from exactly. It's about, it's about citizenship. And to be a citizen of this country, you have to have a British passport, which I do have. So that makes me British in all terms of purposes. So I mm-hmm. think that should be acceptable to that should be an acceptable answer to someone when they mm. ask me where I'm from and they don't really have to inquire further if I'm willing then I can give up more personal information about where I'm from if you understand mm. what I'm saying yeah but, um I think it should be normalized that at the first step that if I say I'm British then that's where the conversation can end amicably rather than mm. them thinking they have the, the entitlement to then dive deeper into my life if you mm. understand what I'm saying but okay. yeah, it's like you say, it's like it's it depends on the intention of the person. If I feel friendly towards them, then yeah, I might de- I might delve deeper. I'm like, oh, I'm actually um I would not even for me, I'm like when I say that, I'm actually I'm British, but I'm also um my heritage and my ethnicity stems from Ghana as well. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Absolutely. um <laughs> how did it actually feel to win the competition? Like how did it all happen? Like give us Give us the scene. How did it happen? Was it an email? Was it a phone call? What happened? No. You know, because you see, you know, um, it was actually, the, if not for the COVID, we would have been in America to do it because the finals typically takes place in California. That's the Ooh. way it's done. It's because of um, COVID. Mm. So that's, that's where we would have enjoyed. We would have gone to companies <laughs> and, you know, you know, yeah. and all that. But we didn't, we didn't enjoy that this year. <laughs> um, um, COVID spoiled that for us. And of course, cash, they give you cash as well. I think it was 25,000. A lot of things changed wow. this year. But um, yeah, so we, we actually did our presentation. In fact, from where I'm sitting down, I got the girls here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was live online, you know, it was live online. Um, you know, it was a big competition. Thousands of people connected from, from across the globe to watch it. 
But um, yeah, so, but when they announced it, oh my God, there's this video that's actually going across Ireland, across the globe now. You can find so many channels in Canada, they even showed it. I was like, ooh. That's so cool. On the national TV, when we were when we won, you know, mm. uh, we screamed and we jumped, we jumped and rolling themselves <laughs> on the floor, you know. Um, it was it was a great relief because before then we've uh, we've been receiving loads of racial slurs from from mm. people from the internet, you know. So we just felt that was wow, thank God, you know, mm. and thank God we won. Now, so what happens to those people that have been ah? Uh, you know, so so basically, yeah, we were very, we were, which was, it was um, a dream come true for us. Yeah. That's so great. I've just got one, one last question, but I wanted to just dive into it because there was an element of, you talked about how there was, you received a lot of um, racial abuse because of your standing. It's not typically seen. I, racism itself is very illogical to me. Well, it's illogical in general. Is Did you feel, that, was there a sense of imposter syndrome? Like you had to, you didn't feel like you belonged at the in the semi-finals or the finals because of all the kind of external influence. Okay, but for the imposter syndrome, I did not feel that way. I, sorry, mm. I didn't feel that at all, you know, when we got to the finals. I didn't because I felt he's not being judged. It's judged globally. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't feel that way. And one of the things that actually made me to become a Technovation ambassador, because we have two Technovation ambassadors in Ireland, myself and one other lady she's actually an american but she lives in ireland you know so the yeah. technical ambassadors what they do they are the one that they they um they get mentors together to mentor girls you know so i'm like the leader i have several mentors that will be mentoring other girls mm. you know so um the fact that we were already outside of um, ireland I, I felt comfortable i didn't feel any I wasn't scared. Nice. And one of the reasons that made me to apply to become a Technovation ambassador was because three or four years ago, I saw this video going around the internet and it was Nigerian girls that won it. You know, they won the, uh, the junior team. You yeah. know, the junior team will be from 10 to 14 and the senior team will be from 15 to 18. They won it. And I looked at the video. I said, oh, I can do this. I can get that. <laughs> better in my head you know so I felt yeah no I I, I can do it I, I had this confidence that you know we could at least just get to the finals I, I well not just winning not winning but just get to the finals at least <laughs> right so no, no I didn't feel no imposter syndrome when it comes when it came to that at all there was nothing like that oh, I love your confidence and I'm glad you had it like honestly I think I think it goes either both ways either because you struggled so hard you know you have something good that when you finally get there you're like yep i belong here i'm supposed to be here <laughs> and you are thank you appreciate that <laughs> so are there any uh future projects that we can expect um future project as a matter of fact i'm preparing the next set of girls this this time around i'm mentoring 13 girls so our project is actually due for submission on the 19th of April. So I'm, I'm working on that at the moment. But once I'm done with that, we have a project in the pipeline. But this time around, it's for all the girls. So um, we are looking to see how to, um, we're, we're, we've been talking to companies in Ireland, even outside of Ireland, you know, UK and, and America. Mm. The idea is to see how we can get um, more girls into the tech space. So and we're doing this by you know, collaborate. We're working with Pearson, you know, Pearson in the UK, you know, you know, I am into the academics. So, and we are at a Pearson certified center in the, in, in Ireland. So we will be running digital technology apprenticeship program 
you know, online. And the, the way that will work is that we'll inviting, we'll be inviting companies to come sponsor young women, mm. you know, to become, you know, to, to go into the tech space, to become software engineers, but as an apprenticeship program. So after, once I'm done with the um, Technovation, you know, um, um, competition, that, that's our next step. So then we'll be shouting out to companies to be a part of this. A lot of companies have indicated interest already and they uh, um, so we, we'll, we'll be out there from next month. Oh, that's, that's really cool. But yeah, so um, strength to strength. I've got one last question for you. What advice would you give the younger you? Okay, so younger you. So, so I, I, I'll tell you, you see, when I started, you know, um, trying to get young girls or youths, or put it that way, to get into this space, I was not just doing it in the comfort of my home. I was actually going to schools, you know. I will go to schools, I'll give a talk about technology um, and, and all that to encourage young girls. And um, there was this school that I went to in Dublin one, once upon a time, this would have been two years ago, and the lady wanted me to speak with her girls. This, um, and she gave them my name and asked them to go research me to find out more about me so that they can ask me questions when I get there. So when I got there that day, she called me and said, do you know that some black girls came to meet her? And they, they were like, oh, she's a black woman. That's strange. She's a black woman. They've never seen a black woman in that space in Ireland before. The type of black women that would be there would be maybe mom and mommy coming to, you know, you know, pick up their kids home and, and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were excited. The, the, the reason I'm talking about this is because of role model, you know, mm-hmm. the, the fact that they saw a black woman coming to talk, that place was filled with black girls. And the lecturer, the teacher, they, was like, they didn't even know that, know that they had black girls, this much black girls in their school. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to, 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 to listen, you know. And it was interesting when I asked them a question, one question, I said, listen, when you think about technology, who do you, what do you envisage? What do you imagine? And one girl stood up and said, oh, yeah, I think about um, Mr. John. I said, okay, who is Mr. John? Mr. John is one scruffy old man in the class that's always, do you know? So there's no role model. So they, they, they don't see, it's not, it's not, it's not, what's the right word to use now? It's not, it's not trendy. It's not, it's not. It's not funky or whatever. It's not. It's not cool. <laughs> I'm looking for the word. Yeah. It's not cool. It, you know, it's not mm. cool to be to be in that space. You know, so so that's what I was trying to to change. So and but the approach I I use is I don't say come and do computer science or whatever. No, I said I, I approach it in the form of solving problems. You know, technology is there to solve problems. I'll give them examples of how we solve problems in the in, in the medical space. Those that are thinking of um, doing medicine, listen, you can use IT to even do this better. Mm. You know, some of them are looking, okay, I want to study medicine. I'm probably going to specialize in precision medicine to use artificial intelligence to predict stuff before it happens. I will know beforehand and prevent any episodes or anything like that. You know, so that is the way I convey the message, how it solves problems in different fields. So my advice to young people and old people out there, whatever is listening, is that, listen, everything that you, you think of now has an element of technology in it. You know, I it like has that. an element of technology. Even if you're into business, you need technology to go to the next level, mm. right? So um, if you're passionate about anything, offer it, eat it, mm. live it, breathe it, sleep with it, own it. 
there is no upper limit. So that would be my final advice. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. I love it. I mean, you should. You're a motivational speaker. I'm trying to. Like, I'm just. Yeah. I've just been moved by what you said, and it's just. I like how you phrased it in a way that other people can't understand because I think when people think about um, getting into tech and stuff like that, it seems daunting. But if you just phrase it as solving problems, mm. even that, like, you know, that's more personable. And people are like, oh, I know how to solve problems. Or can you do it like ABC? You know, that sort of thing. And mm. I think it's a very good way to approach people who maybe don't know that much about that field or um, find their idea of working in tech daunting. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me just open up to the wider team and we're going to have a couple quick fire questions. My first question, because I'm going to start it off and kind of get the general vibe of what's going on, is if you had to choose, what would be your favorite piece of technology and why? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You see, um, I'm a software engineer, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I learned... Basically, in college, then would have been all oh, the Java, you know, mm -hmm. and the, um, you know the C sharp, all the programming yeah. tools. And um, but now it's different. Mm. It's it's not just enough to focus on the programming language. It's how do you make it more intelligent? Artificial intelligence and IoT, and um, they're the way to go now to actually add intelligence to whatever you are doing. You know, as a matter of fact, I'm currently doing my PhD in, in Trinity College, and my area of specialty is, artificial, is um, IoT and AI, you know. So, yes, yeah, so my piece of um, technology, I put it that way, or emerging technology, is to see how you can use AI or artificial intelligence to actually bring whatever you're doing, take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, so that would be my take on that. Yeah, just um, please make sure there's no Skynet, please, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <not> relying <laughs> on you. <laughs> and Z? Um, I uh, when I uh, approached it, it was because of Memory Haven, which sounds amazing, and I really can't wait till you know this is really sort of a mainstream thing. Something like an app. Um, what would you? Um, it's important for you to be in a position where you're helping young people realize their potential and actually getting like creating apps like this and that sort of thing and pushing them to the forefront of you know like people's like people wouldn't realize that there are such amazing ideas if you hadn't i guess mentored them and helped them is that very is that really important to you and what does it mean to you i mean what it means to me in terms of mentoring them is that what you yeah. mean? The question? Yeah, it's it it is. It's it is. In fact, that's what wakes me up in the morning. And you know, <laughs> you know so uh, I am very passionate about empowerment. You know, if you look at my face, my my uh, WhatsApp group now, the groups that I have, they're, they're all all about mentorship. I have different titles. Mm -hmm. You know, they wake me up anytime. Oh yeah, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, but the the, good thing, the thing I love is that I, I usually take records of the development of the the people I work with when they started, how they were, you know, the progress. You know, so that is what makes me smile because even these girls that won the competition, I remember when I just met them. You know, they, of course they didn't know Jack Robinson. 
you know, now when they're on stage, they're invited to talk. I just be smiling. I say, wow, our time flies. But th- so that's it. You, so I'm excited about the development of, of the girls. Um, yeah. So, um, and of course, they are technology entrepreneurs. No, mm. the um, the memory even now we have companies that are already booked. We are, you know, to subscribe to it. They're going to be using it. We're going to be. They're going to have white labels and all that. So these girls will become millionaires soon by God's grace. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? So, that's so that's amazing. That's the idea. So they're not just doing just projects for like school project. Nope, they are doing business. Any any app that I get involved with, we uh, we launch them, we work with them. Yes, during the competition, it's more like the prototype stage. But after that, I take over with my development team, and we now you know put them in the app store, make sure they are robust enough to face the test of time and all that. Yeah, so yeah, so it's it's a way for them to become technology entrepreneurs. That's, that's amazing, and it's wonderful. And I'm so glad that someone like you who is so passionate about this. Like there are people who can get mentored and can foster that in them, especially with the difficulties you're saying that you're facing in Ireland where, you know, you're not being believed. And as a black woman, you're never going to be given that platform unless someone is literally there helping you. Um, So I think it's so important, the role that you're doing, you know, and I'm glad that you guys were able to do this because it was voted for internationally as opposed to just in Ireland. Yeah, but but to be fair, after after the win, uh, it's it's been a different story. To be honest with you, a lot of companies have reached out to me, and you know, you know, never got any, never got any support in the past in terms of, oh yeah, everything I do it on my own, my time, I spend my money, I do everything, I really don't care, you know. But um, after the win, even companies are reaching out to us. Oh, how can we support you? How can we? You know, have mentors now. You know, I have what we call weekend bites for the girls now. So every Saturday, I get companies to come and talk about particular technology or particular skills with the girls. You know, so they are receiving a, not just from me alone. They are receiving from other experts, which is good. People love a winner, so and you definitely, definitely showed yourself. I know, Lauren, Don, you guys got a couple of questions. Yeah, it's been absolutely fascinating just sitting and listening to the experiences that you've been through and all your achievements. It's truly incredible. Um, what I'd want to ask is, you've given some fantastic advice in terms of you know young people getting into STEM, um, girls getting into STEM. Do you have any just off the bat resources or places to go for anyone listening here and thinking this is the direction I want to go in? I want to I want to do something like this is where would you direct those kinds of listeners? Oh, my God. You know, the, the switching about tech now is like it's, it's, like it's everywhere. YouTube. <laughs> 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 Anything you're looking for, you can get it for free now, to be honest with you. But again, um, the, the, the issue, the problem is that because tech is such a wide space, at times people get confused. Where do I specialize in? Mm-hmm. No. Do I want to be a software developer? Or do I just want, or do I want to be um, um, a hardware person? Do you know, or do I just want to focus on the electrical aspect of it? You know, so there are different areas. So I, I suppose that's where a mentor comes into play to help you guide, to help guide the person. You know, some look for somebody that you admire that's already in that field and find out how they got there. Do, do you know what I mean? You no, know, so just to help you help them with that confusion to prevent them from being confused because it's such a, a huge space look for somebody you like you admire go and meet them ask them i want to be this where do i start from 
you know. But in terms of those that are looking to say, okay, I just want to learn how to program, you know, startups, startup easy, startup from YouTube, learn Python. Python is the sex, sexiest programming language <laughs> now. So, so start with Python, you know, it will give you the basis, you know. And with Python, you can also do AI because with artificial, when, you're, when you're trying to create models, it's Python. Python is the way to go. So why don't you, you can start up with Python. So once you are comfortable learning programming language, then you can do anything because that's what scares girls, especially even female in the industry, white ladies. Most of them will say, oh, yeah, I don't want to go into the programming space. Yeah, yeah, the guys can do that. You see, you're already telling boxing girls to say, okay, they don't like programming. And programming is, when it comes to um, salary-wise, you know, in the tech field, they earn more because you have very few programmers. And most girls or ladies, they run away from that. I, I, was, I would suggest that, listen, start up with learning programming and start up with maybe Python. Python is very easy to learn. You know, mm, and once you can program, you can make things happen. All you need to do is just think about it. Just think about mm. it. You know, imagine it. And with programming language, you, with programming, you can you can do it. But yeah, anybody that's listening, there is money to be made in this field. So let's get some. <laughs> it's been wonderful just having you here and, and listening to the tale and, and, and the story. I feel like you've answered most of the questions that I keep <laughs> writing down. <laughs> but mm. like... But like one thing that I'm wondering is like, you know, for people who are studying this right now, you know, this is, this is a hard situation um, that students find themselves, that, you know, they're, they're separated from loved ones, even the, the true student experience right now and the locked away at their home. So as any students out there, what would you say to them who are currently studying like anything in this sort of field? What would you say to them? And what, what's kind of like a fallback that you went to in case you had like, you know, a hard deadline or like burnout or anything like that? Or if your passion was drying out, what would you say to them to keep them going? Right. You see, um, computer science um, particularly records the highest dropout rates in the university. This is because most um, young people that get into that space, they did not really understand what it is all about. Some of them, especially boys, they think it's games. It's all about games, you know. Um, uh, so my take on this is that if you're having difficulty, you're in that programming space or you're in the computer science field or anything tech related, for instance, you're coding and you, 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 you meet a dead, a dead end, just push it aside, push it aside. Oh, take a break and come back again and look at that. Look at it with a fresh eye. You know, then you will get you'll gain more insight. That's in terms of you studying and you getting stuck and all that. This is a general thing, to be honest, which is not just programming. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're mm-hmm. when you're not getting stuck, take a break, come back to it again, look at it in a second eyes, you will, you will, you will get there. And if, for instance, you're doubting and you're already in this field, look at the end of it. You know, um, I remember then when I was in the field, when I when I was studying, you know, undergraduate and postgraduate at times, at times I want to give up, get tired of all this, you know. But what I usually look at is that, okay, I will go and search um, recruitment, recruitment site. What do they require? They require you to get this, they require you to get that. Okay, so I need to now set my goals to get that. You know, so I, I try to look at the end of it. What am I trying to achieve? You know, I know nothing to me, I say, Correct me if I'm wrong. I usually say nothing good comes easy, you know, so you must face through that hurdles, you know, so it's those that 
um, can actually that understand that you know it's not smooth. Those are the ones that actually get to the end of it. But those people that say, "Oh yeah, once it's, the water is 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 it's it's um what's the word again? Once it's once it's stressful, they just drop out. They will never get to the end. You know. So the thing is that I ask them to focus, focus at the end of it. What are you going to benefit towards the end? Make just set your eyes at, at the ball instead of uh, the process of getting there. It's like there's two bits to take away. There's um, adversity breeds greatness. You absolutely. Yeah, I, I can definitely. Just for the listeners out there, where can we reach you? Where where can um? All right, so um, I'm very very present in LinkedIn. Um, yeah, just Google my name and you see just Evelyn Nomeo, Evelyn E V E L Y N, and my surname is N O M A Y O. Um, just search me on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll be there. Uh, I'm there. Um, uh, or an email. Just go send me an email. Uh, my university email is nomeoe at tcd.ie or evelyn at phaseinnovate.com. Thank you so much for having me and um, allowing me to share my experience. Telling you as well. Thank you. You're necessary and you're needed. And I'm so glad that there's a strong black woman who is out there in Ireland and who's doing great things. I really appreciate your presence. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. It's been amazing yeah, to hear about your experiences journey. and the things that you've got in the pipeline. I, I think I speak for the team when I say we can't wait to see what you do next. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure you subscribe on Spotify. If you've got a moment, give the podcast a rating and review. Doing this helps us let you know what you want to hear, lets us reach more people, and it helps us improve the show. Better yet, follow our socials on Instagram and Twitter to check out our latest events, tournaments, and news at Middling Gamers. Well, that's all, folks. So, till next time, MG Squad.